Ladies and gentlemen, cheapskates and freeloaders, this is another preview of a Substack-only episode that we tried. No, we didn't try to record. We did record it. Matt uh, Welch called in from a motel because we make the big bucks and he stays at motels in the middle of nowhere and um, connection didn't work. So Camille and I did it ourselves. And there was a moment where I was like, okay, so what are we talking about? Matt is usually running these things. So I think that what I'll do is I'll just give you a little sample from somewhere in the middle of this conversation because <laughs> it starts off a bit confused, but it gets really good. It's a good episode. We had a great talk. Um, we had a lot of fun doing it. And, um, you know, sign up because it's a new year and my tax bill is uh, going to destroy me and um, I need your help. So I am like Sally Struthers asking you for one cup of coffee a day that will ward off starvation in some benighted place is uh, your subscription to our Substack will help me give that money back to Uncle Sam. Yeah, I know. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Well, enjoy the bit of the episode, then pay for the rest of it. Uh, we the fifth.substack.com. We love you guys and um, looking forward to a new year of uh, great stuff. So here you go. Okay, so where does that definition end? Now, let's give these people on that side an example that maybe will resonate with them. After October 7th, um, Ron DeSantis in Florida decided that Students for Justice for Palestine should be eliminated from state college campuses. Yeah. And they do that from a very generous, and I'm putting this in, in <laughs> I mean, generous is being generous, um, a ridiculous reading of the statute against material support for terrorism. Right. People will always find a way and always find something to get rid of those voices they don't like. Students for Justice for Palestine is chock-a-block with mentally, you know, unstable young people who have very, very stupid ideas. But I love those, so when they talk about it, I can make fun of them on, on this podcast. I don't want them to <laughs> silence them. I mean, good God, we wouldn't have any content. No. But, no. I mean, so this is what happens in situations like this, is that, okay, so when you start with, and by the way, this is a totally new thing. You know, David Irving Holocaust-style videos were on YouTube for 15 years. Like, no one said, we have to get these, we have to take these down. That was just not a thing that people talked about. Mm -hmm. You know, it was the open marketplace of, of ideas, good and bad. And the problem with it is somebody has to decide which ideas are bad, which ideas are harmful. Now, what do people on that side of the political aisle and on that side of that issue, I shouldn't say political aisle, say most frequently when they're talking about ideas? They're harmful, right? They're violent. They, you know, cause uh, emotional pain. Uh, this stuff is bad. We don't want this. Uh, so we should prevent that. But somebody has to define that. And there's always going to be the worst person defining it. The person mm -hmm. who has no compunction about saying that their totally normal political enemy is engaging in violent speech or um, offensive speech, discriminatory yeah. speech, is that you don't want a culture uh, when that happens. Allow the market to work. And guess what? Over the years, the market has worked and Nazism has not been very popular in America. I'm sorry to say, as much as you want to say that it's very, very popular, <laughs> it isn't. And the banning of, the, of, of Mein Kampf in Germany... I mean, the ban was undone when the internet happened and German copies mm -hmm. were available in PDF everywhere. The, the, the country was not swamped by neo-Nazis. The, the ban on propagandizing in, uh, you know, pro-Nazi stuff in Europe, which is across the European Union, 
They have <laughs> more far right pro Nazi parties in Parliament, in European Parliament, that have come in, come out, etc. And you know, local election, Landestag in Germany and stuff, than we've ever had. And they have bans in all these things. How does it is, that happen? It is ironic. It's so ironic that the only tangible victory that some of those like fringe political organizations on campus might actually be able to earn for themselves is getting into trouble with the administration, having a, a national polit- or, or even just statewide political spotlight shined on them, and then finding themselves um, under the boot heel of the administration that's trying to punish yeah. them for having the wrong perspectives about things. Yeah. Um, it, it just... <laughs> they're actually, they look a bit heroic. And then you find a situation where all kinds of normal, reasonable people actually end up not so much coming to their defense, but having to flag these people for overreaching. And the best case scenario for someone who's looking to ban critical race theory or something along those lines is that the right kind of person is responsible for making the decisions uh, mm-hmm. about what should be prevented and what should be allowed for a little while. But at some point you lose, and yes. now the precedent is set, and yes. they're going to start to ban the things that you like. Yes. Uh, and it's just not going to go very well. It always happens. This won't work well. And I do yeah. think at some point, uh, and I, I mentioned this to you yesterday, but at some point I would love to do an exercise where we, it's been a couple of years. Let's take a look back. Let's see just how effective the critical race theory bans have been. Let's see just how effective and um, the the transparency bills have been. Um, is this, is this actually a model that made a great deal of sense and moved the needle and protected scores of children from the insidious influence of material bad ideas? And are there any places where the same sort of approach has been adopted, um, and, uh, has led to bad outcomes and you're perhaps at a disadvantage when it comes time Mm -hmm. to actually being able to talk about this stuff seriously. And certainly the answer to that last question is yes. I mean, California is a great textbook example of precisely that. I'm learning from you guys (laughs) and trying to institute policy. So, But but, but don't you think the gay thing is actually the gay thing? The Roxanne uh, Roxanne gay thing? The Claudine gay thing (laughs) is... um, like, which which, which one? Yeah, yeah, this is a really gay thing. Um, I like some gay thing. We know that, Camille. We we know that. It's a special (laughs) special episode. saying love wins. Yeah, love wins. Um, All I've ever said. Claudine Gay, um, this is an example of a tactic, I would say, that was successful. And more successful than any sort of ban that, you know, I mean, the people who argue against a ban, right? Whether, look, we're not banning anything. We're just, we're saying that you can't have these hyper- political texts for kids. We do that all the time anyway, et cetera. Okay, I get that. I'm just saying from a practical point of view of like waging this battle. And that's what, you know, people like Rufo always talk about in this, in this, in this uh, like language of waging this battle, right? Is that um, the response was, even we're talking about this as bans and they say, well, they're not bans. Okay, well, they won that battle and every conversation about it is as a ban. People are instinctually opposed to bans. We don't want to ban things. It's the same thing is true. I don't want to ban shitty people with shitty ideas from Substack. Um, what this did was about academia and about ideas. Well, you're attacking her because you're attacking DEI. Yes, correct. These are the people that are bringing these terrible, terrible ideas. And by the way, they're also academic frauds. The ideas are fraudulent. Their credentials are fraudulent. Their leadership is undermined by their fraudulence. That's a, that's a completely coherent message that everyone understands. 
And you see these people on TV saying, well, the people who exposed the murder were themselves bad because I don't like their views. It's like, but did they commit the murder? Well, yeah, 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 but don't worry about that. It's like, no, 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 that we have to worry about that. And when it's attacking the messenger, this constant, like, that is how you win. Because the average person sees that and I'm like, really? You're, you're calling everyone racist? That is when you lose. And these the people, mm-hmm. the candies of the world have not figured out. They think that they come off looking good in these tweet threads that say, if you attack this person who you disagree with, it's not about her plagiarism. It doesn't make a difference if it's about her plagiarism. We don't like who she is and the ideas that she's bringing to the most prestigious university in my problem. Well, who cares about what's happening at Harvard? Well, I do, because what goes for Harvard, lesser schools, and I say that in, in air quotes, lesser schools, will take a lot of direction from that. The best, quote unquote, best school in America and the world. This is their policy. It's like, well, yeah, that's why I think that Harvard's policy actually matters across academia. And that's why it's important that it's not their policy, that that you chip away at this policy. Bill Ackman, who's been sort of ruthlessly attacked, and by the way, people think you can attack somebody in the most heinous ways or in the most unfair ways because they're rich. They think there's a special dispensation. You're a billionaire. Well, you have all the money in the world, so who gives a shit what I say about you? Um, Mm -hmm. The guy is a liberal, and no one is pointing this out. He's been overwhelmed. He's been brought to this point to realize what this kind of DEI cult is like because mm-hmm. he cared about the way they were talking about Israel and Jewish students. I don't give a shit what got him to the point. He's now like, wait a second, this stuff's all kind of rancid. And he's like, doesn't give a fuck because yeah, cause he's rich. He doesn't have to. <laughs> and he's been going on about this and going on about this. And the response is like his wife plagiarized four paragraphs. Yeah, no, it's plagiarism. I looked from what I saw. Well, you plagiarism. took a look at it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I was. I just took a quick look, and I was like, "That strikes me uh, that it was plagiarism." Um, strikes me that it was. I don't like. I, I didn't look mm-hmm. deeply, but mm-hmm. also she's a private citizen who's not the president of Harvard. So why the fuck do I care? Yeah. Well, it's his the wife. Only, it's like, the only reason that? to care about this is because he played a prominent role in the Claudine Gay thing. But it even his matter, role though. in the Claudine Gay thing wasn't primarily about the plagiarism. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, that's not what true. animated him. But it doesn't make a difference. It doesn't, it doesn't, yeah. it's not like, oh, well, I approve of plagiarism sometimes. It's yeah. like, this is my wife and this is what she did when she was in college before I knew her, number one. And number two, mm-hmm. she's not the president of Harvard. When she becomes the president mm-hmm. of Harvard, maybe we'll have a problem, but we don't have a problem right now. So, I mean, she should yeah, become put the her president in of Harvard because she's very Yeah, hot. give her a couple of months. Let's see how that Yeah, happens. she would be the hottest <laughs> president of Harvard. Yeah, this is a principal, yeah. principal criteria. Look, honestly, uh, I mean, why, why shouldn't facial symmetry and overall hotness be a, a critical factor in whether or not you get the job? I think that's uh, totally reasonable. Why, to the extent, why, to the extent it matters like what color your genitals are and what shape yes. they are, then, then yes. yeah, are you hot or not? I don't know. Let's see. Yes. I'm, I, I, the, the, like, look, if the criteria is race, why couldn't it be hotness? Yeah. Both of them are u- useless. Like, you don't useless actually have to sleep. Maybe I just want to look at you. I just want to, yeah. I just want to see you. Thank you.